The thing about the home and auto bundle from Progressive is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about the home and auto bundle from Progressive. We don't even need the words the home and auto bundle anymore to tell you that you could save big with a ring-tailed lemur from Progressive or that every hot peach cobbler comes with round-the-clock service and protection. And that's the thing about the goat with magic powers. You've heard a lot of ads about the sushi in Vancouver. See how much you could save with the home and auto bundle. <clears throat> with the Shaman in the Jungle from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Oh my God. Kunal, it's finally happened. The big news of the season that we've all been waiting for. No, I have not, <laughs> not been waiting for this news. But Red Bull Racing has finally clipped Danny Kivat's wings. Oh my God. You know, you know, before the Russian Grand Prix, Red Bull Racing said that they wanted to have some mischief at the front. You know, I wonder if that was the first thing. <laughs> That's actually what Danny Kivat was up to in Russia, no? Some mischief <laughs> at the front. <laughs> My God, I have no idea what he did, but he made a very big mistake. A very big one, which has potentially cost him maybe his career. But the second hint, Kunal, that was the Wettel-Marco meeting. You know, or maybe the biggest hint of them all was when Vladimir Putin was with the drivers at the end of the Russian Grand Prix. And everyone ignored him. You know, sign of times to come for them Russians on their front <laughs> <laughs> Um The Helmut Marco and Sebastian Vettel meeting, you know, we actually put it up on our Facebook page. Maybe that was the time when they realized that uh, Vettel has had a say in Kivat's departure. And was that possibly the reason why... Danny Kivat in the race decided, let me just go ram into Vettel twice and <laughs> destroy his race. <laughs> but the big question is, does Max Verstappen deserve a promotion? And is this move more so about Max or about Danny Kivat? And I just think it was done to keep Max off the other team's radars. Absolutely. And Kunal, I have to ask the question, did Danny Kivat deserve a demotion? He made one mistake. Actually, one mistake twice, but one mistake. <laughs> you know, so our listener, Gaurav Davare, actually said that Danny Kivat did what Maldonado has not done yet. He hit the same driver twice on the same lap. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was just unlucky that that one driver happened to be Sebastian Vettel. But that makes me wonder, you mean no driver has made this kind of a mistake before? It seems unreal. You mean Maldonado hasn't made <laughs> such a mistake before? You know, I, I just have to wonder if Pastor Maldonado was a Red Bull racing driver and given all the incidents he's ever had, he'd probably have been demoted back to karting. Or maybe even remote control racing. <laughs> <laughs> But on that note, Danny Kivat cost no points to the team in Russia. And this entire incident has come only 19 days after his Chinese Grand Prix podium. Well, the team thinks that he needs to be working to regain his form. Kunal, what form does he need to regain? I don't understand. I think that Red Bull Racing had planned this long ago because there have been rumours of Verstappen moving either to Ferrari or Mercedes in 2017. And maybe this was, they were just looking for an excuse and the Russian Grand Prix mistake was that excuse. And a chance for them to pull off this driver switch with minimum bad PR. Let's oh, not yes. forget. And you know, like you said, so 
what if Kivat had knocked off a less important driver? And again, what if Max Verstappen himself had done something similar in his Toro Rosso? Would they demote him? Would they demote him further? <laughs> Maybe to Manor. <laughs> you know, it's a good question because I personally believe that Danny Kivat is a great talent. And to penalize him in such a manner for one mistake, which came a fortnight after his podium, and that's, that too, Red Bull's only podium this season, is a little too harsh. So I don't know what's next. You know, for Red Bull Racing, for Toro Rosso, there are four very talented drivers. There's Ricciardo, there's now Verstappen and Red Bull, there's Carlos Sainz and Danny Kivat. I don't think Kivat makes it to the list anymore. <laughs> you know, and the big question also is, would other teams hire Danny Kivat? You know, and it seems that after the Russian Grand Prix episode, everyone has just ganged up against him. Poor guy. And I don't think all of it is really valid. It was one mistake. You know, we can't claim that Kivat's career is over. Although history suggests that whenever Red Bull Racing has dropped a driver, he's never made it back into Formula 1. You know, so you have Jean-Eric Warren, who's still testing a Ferrari. There's Sebastian Buemi, who's now in uh, Formula E. There, were, there was a Scott Speed, there was Scott someone else. And, you know, we've never seen a Red Bull Racing driver who's made a comeback with another team. Kunal, I just have to wonder, why can't or couldn't Vladimir Putin do anything? <laughs> and, you know, the whole timing of this incident is also very suspicious for me. That Danny Kivat was dropped right after the Russian Grand Prix. You know, I tell you, I am increasingly getting convinced that Kivat already knew in Russia. And that's exactly why... Vettel was his double target. <laughs> Which then, of course, makes me wonder, is Vettel still as important in the Red Bull racing system? But I have to crack this joke. A torpedo took out the torpedo. <laughs> Danny Kivat, the Russian torpedo. They can fire all right, but when they do, they're not always in control. <laughs> and that seems to have been his story. So somebody asked me on social media, is a move to Toro Rosso actually a demotion? Because Toro Rosso has shown great speed as well. In fact, in the race pace, there is little to choose, you know. But in my view, this isn't really about speed. It's about being in the senior Red Bull team. It's more psychological. And Toro Rosso isn't a slow team this year by any standards yet. So maybe this is Max Verstappen's coming of age, Kunal. Yes. <laughs> Graduation and, to the league of the big boys. And it is about respect as well. What about Carlos Sainz? I mean, he'd like some respect too, I'm sure. And I wouldn't say he's exactly matched Verstappen on pace he or has. PR machinery. PR machinery, he's yes. He's potentially deserving to. The Toro Rosso lineup is going to have two extremely demotivated drivers in Spain. <laughs> if Fernando Alonso wasn't enough, we're going to have two more demotivated drivers. <laughs> Bring on the grid. it on. But since we missed. The post-Russian Grand Prix episode, here's a quick look back at Russia. I really liked the race because there were seven constructors in the top 10. And it was Rosberg's fourth straight win. He scored 100 on 100. He's got a 43 points lead to Lewis Hamilton. Let's hope he can keep it. And here's an interesting statistic, Kunal. He's the only driver to have pulled off winning four opening races on the go since Michael Schumacher. And that wow. was 12 years ago. Wow. Wow. And there's no driver in the sports history who won the opening four races and then did not win the world championship. Well, Things are looking very good for Nico. Yes, they are. And uh, he also, somewhere I read, some he's led 186 of the 223 laps this year. 
he beat hamilton in australia and bahrain and the reason why i say this is because a lot of people think that rosberg is where he is only because of hamilton's supposed sabotage failures okay hamilton had bad luck only in china and russia so hakkinen has come out in support of rosberg he says that rosberg is now ready but could all i wonder where that came from it's yeah, quite I, mean, i don't know how does he know random. that you know? <laughs> <laughs> and mcnish has gone out and said that hamilton won't be able to break rosberg how does he know that too <laughs> <laughs> this comes from two drivers who probably don't know the two drivers they're talking about <laughs> but the only issue rosberg faced in russia and he did so to say complain about it, is that Vladimir Putin didn't speak to him in German. But I'm surprised Rosberg didn't speak to him in Russian, <laughs> given Rosberg's history. <laughs> He's a linguist. <laughs> so Hamilton had issues with his engine in Russia, and Bernie was kind enough to help him with a charter plane to get his power unit. I wonder if Bernie would have done this for any other driver. Um, interesting. If Rosberg was in this place. would bernie ha- have helped i doubt okay probably not but this also then takes me to the mercedes and the sabotage rumors and you know the team has released a letter uh telling fans that there is no sabotage and there is no favoritism i wonder again had rosberg faced similar issues and mind you he did in 2014 why didn't they release a similar letter then and what is this favoritism all about then <laughs> <laughs> so many conspiracies kunal <laughs> Well Hamilton says that he needs to be calm and that he is faster than Rosberg. Well I agree on paper he is but on the 2016 points table no way. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you one points table that Lewis Hamilton tops. That's the frequent flyer points. <laughs> Assuming he doesn't use his own <laughs> private jet. <laughs> well so he apparently is flying to Barbados, he was in Athens, he was in Miami, he was in London. and then he will then go to spain so wow. i wonder if he if if jet lag has anything to do with his so called lack of performance or, <laughs> or maybe his power unit is facing that jet lag i'm wondering <laughs> if he'll do a little bit of you know bull fighting in spain <laughs> that'll be a But, good pr plug for red bull don't you think <laughs> <laughs> so hamilton also said that he wants to retire like valentino rossi you know and the fun part here and this is my kind of a joke is rossi on the timetables would also read as r o s who is nico, nico rosberg <laughs> <laughs> mclaren honda had a pretty good race in russia kunal uh, amazingly enough alonso finished p6 wow and button finished p10 so they wow. had a double points finish in russia but they lost 50 seconds to fuel saving that's mighty so basically there's no power and no efficiency <laughs> still in that honda engine <laughs> Yeah, and you know, of course, building up to the upcoming Spanish Grand Prix, Alonso has said that, "Hey, guess what? We're going to have a new McLaren Honda lineup on the grid." And I tell you, this is sales talk. He wants to sell as many tickets to the Spanish fans. <laughs> Alonso said that they would have a podium finish in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they will have a good performance, but I think the only way the McLarens can make it to the podium in Spain is if Alonso and Button pull that prank again, and they just. <laughs> Pile onto the podium uninvited. <laughs> But you know, while we are talking and recording this podcast, my mind still goes back to Red Bull Racing. They've been the masters of swapping in its own way. You know, now that I think of it, because they wanted to swap a Renault engine with either a Mercedes or a Ferrari, and now it seems they've had their way with the 2017 regulations. They swapped a sponsor with Toro Rosso, so Casio went to Toro Rosso. 
and now they've gone and swapped drivers so wow i'm just wondering what else is there to swap <laughs> well they can swap pirelli tires it won't make a difference to anyone's life so another interesting story that came up uh, in the last couple of days was that jensen button was seriously contemplating joining williams in 2016 and that too in place of valtteri bottas so massa and button and williams would be like two of the sports oldest drivers racing for one of formula 1's oldest racing teams i mean that's an interesting combination but i never thought that massa would be held in such high regard after being thrown out by ferrari and of course for jensen button it would have been a brilliant reunion with a team that actually gave him his debut chance in formula 1 but that's what formula 1's been all about anyway right reunions danny kivar is having a unhappy reunion with carlo <laughs> rosso <laughs> But Red Bull shit. <laughs> Congratulations to Williams. They've been pulling off these blazingly fast pit stops. Something certainly working for them. Teamwork. What they are still lacking is tire strategy. Moving away from teams, you know, Alonso said something very interesting and you know, maybe he'll become an able administrator someday. Okay, that there have been way too many first lap incidents in the last few races and maybe something is bothering the drivers and they're going to sit and sit down and have a chat about it good all the question is if they do talk and they do talk over dinner who will pay the bill i am more interested <laughs> in who's going to talk the most sebastian vettel <laughs> he has had two back to back opening lap incidents so i can so imagine him getting all animated while i guess hamilton will be standing in a corner taking selfies <laughs> and and practicing some of his rap <laughs> the other interesting piece of news was Pirelli's 2017 tires they've now started to test those tires and believe it or not Pastor Maldonado and the Sauber discard Guido van der Gaard are now testing it for them i wonder if Pastor Maldonado paid Pirelli to be hired as this <laughs> test driver or maybe Pirelli is just putting their tires through you know a stress test to see the worst case situation that they could be put through <laughs> the new engine rules have also been confirmed for 2017 to 20 it certainly seems to be a win win situation for all the political undercurrents are yet to come out of that but the good part is that there is possibly going to be some more cost control especially on the power unit side so next year the units will cost a million euros less in in 2018 it will be the cost will be reduced by another 3 million euros okay but the crucial part here and this is all thanks to red bull and their protest last year the democracy of formula 1 if i may call it will now have a right to engine clause and let's just cut the crap let's just give every single one mercedes engines and on that note it's also important to remember that the engine manufacturers have also been safeguarded by these new regulations so the 1.6 hybrid turbo formula remains the same which also means that mercedes could still dominate for the next 4 years okay uh but the token system has been done away with which means that the teams can actually possibly go back to spending millions in the middle of the season to improve their units or at least that's what my current understanding is. Kira, thank you for all that technical talk. Wow. But I want to go back talking about Rio Harianto. He's having a pretty good drive this season, especially against the highly rated Verline. You know, in fact, I think his SMS campaign should go global. <laughs> I might send an SMS in his favor. <laughs> But that also makes me wonder, you know, we've discussed this before. 
is Formula One too easy to drive? You know, maybe we just need to put Haryanto into the super Formula car to assess his potential. <laughs> <laughs> the superhero version of Formula One, super Formula. <laughs> well, Naren Karthikeyan is driving in that still. The other point that Haryanto made is he wants to spend more time in Europe. You know, it was a very emotional appeal and probably his way of asking for a residence permit. <laughs> I don't think the government will be very happy to back his SMS campaign once they hear of this. <laughs> Haas is back in the points in Russia. And they certainly showed all of us that China was only a minor blip in their performance. Oh, yes. Good news on Haas. And Haas is also doing fairly well off track. They've been selling NASCAR and F1 sponsorships. I am very keen to know which is that first sponsor that invests in this dual sponsorship program. The other keen thing that I also heard is what Paddy Lowe said that, you know, this is motorsport and the, the fact that we are in motorsport, the one thing that shouldn't have parity is the motor, you know, but what does that make Formula One then? It, does it make it aerosport? Because we've always had aerodynamics all over the place. <laughs> Maybe that's where Red Bull's gives you wings tagline came from. <laughs> Currently, the only person who's got those wings is Max Verstappen. We'll, we'll keep our eyes glued to see yeah. what Max you Verstappen know, can pull off. Yeah, it's important to not be emotional about it. But I just think that... But since the deal is done, Kunal, we're all going to be cheering for him. And we're happy to see what he can do, right? Well, for at least my sake, I'm going to take some while to get used to what Red Bull has done to Kivat. And uh, my heart goes out to him. And obviously to Carlos Sainz as well. Well, of course, I am very happy for Max Verstappen. Much like you're trying to show me that I should be. <laughs> I just Go think Max! life. I just think life can be and has to be fair sometimes. And let's hope the new McLaren Honda is fair to Fernando Alonso. <laughs> I am waiting for Max's first podium, <laughs> Kunal. Now that's just within sniffing distance. Well, on that note, on that happy note rather... <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. We will be back in a few days' time with our pre-Spanish Grand Prix episode. Let's hope there are no more shocks on the way till then. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can drive change or build an empire. Because old ideas aren't cutting it anymore. This new year, we need a new generation of thinking, your way of thinking. So whatever you have in mind that will help make a different future, find everything you need to get started at GoDaddy.com. Because the future isn't decided yet. It's still ours to win. Start different at GoDaddy.com.